Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. Welcome back, everyone. It's been around a month since we last recorded, and a lot of things I'm sure have happened since the last time we recorded our episode. Um, one of the things that happened recently is Lunar New Year. So this year is the year of the rabbit, which is my year. Um, so I want to wish all our audience happy Lunar New Year if you celebrate. And then we'll dive right into our weekly recap now. So Linda, what have okay. you been up to? So we're doing weekly or since weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever. <laughs> what has <laughs> happened since? Okay. Well, since we're on the topic, we can start with our Lunar New Year gatherings and festivities. We did our annual hot pot tradition. Um and I think it was it was interesting to do it again. <laughs> around and compare how it was last year and see what what we can bring to the new year and observe i guess how much has changed in a year um i know i had a lot of fun when we all came together but want to know how you guys felt about it i know it was like a while ago but i think you um you said it very delicately, it sounds like, or like <laughs> diplomatically. And I huh. feel like, because most times when we like have a really good hangout session or event, we're like, wow, it was so much fun or whatever. This one sounds a little bit more, or maybe I'm reading into it or putting my own thoughts into it of like, it was good, but it was different. And I think I'm still adjusting to how things or can change even within a year or like less than a year. And I think especially with Lunar New Year, I've like put a lot of um, weight and expectations on it because it's like my, like I don't go home and celebrate Lunar New Year. Like this is my Lunar New Year celebration. Like the sole celebration I have um, is with friends. So I like put a lot of effort, I think, into it. Like we all three do. I think we all like we did all the grocery shopping and the decorating and the, the prepping. and um, so I have like a lot of expectations that come with it. And I think it was good. It was it was a good time and it was good to see everyone together again. But um, I, maybe I need to work on my expectations. <laughs> what did you think, I guess Sally? you always compare yourself to the last year. So mm-hmm. if it's a little bit different, then it's different from your expectations. Right. But I think it was okay for what it was. Definitely next year, I want to try to do something different, like maybe eating out or mm-hmm. um, maybe doing like a smaller celebration with close friends so that we can actually sh- like eat around a table and have a conversation rather than just like everyone in their own little groups, which mm. is what this year kind of felt like. But mm. yeah, what did you think? I guess. Um. I think since we're planning on doing something different, I'm just thinking about how our traditions can change and how we don't Mm -hmm. need to stick to the same thing every year. Um, Even though, you know, we do hot pot and it's a thing that I look forward to. It doesn't have to be the same like configuration. We don't need to put 
that much effort into it all the time. Um, and we'll still celebrate it, but like it's good to do it in different ways too. But I agree with putting a lot of emphasis onto it, like when it comes to planning and then when it comes to the actual event, I'm like too checked out to mm-hmm. be like immersed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of like understand. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Ali. <laughs> I feel like I kind of understand why growing up, like my parents didn't really do much for mm-hmm. Lunar New Year because I guess as a kid, you don't really appreciate what they do for you. Or even if they do something special, you won't remember it. So, like, now I understand, like, I always thought I was missing out growing up here uh, rather than in Asia where they have huge, like, yearly celebrations. And it's usually like a week or two long. Uh, but here there's just nothing, maybe like a dinner, a family dinner, but that's it. So I feel like when I, like as the years progress, our traditions may change, but I still want to keep the spirit of like wanting to make it special alive. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And I feel like yeah. that's the case for like any cultural thing or like tradition, like even like say Christmas or things like that. Like imagine like all the effort that our parents put in to make it special, especially when you're younger and like everything is so new and, and it's easy to be odd as a kid. Like that's so much work that the parents do and so much mm-hmm. pressure you might, I imagine you put on yourself to make it good for the kid that like, I feel that when I, even now hosting it for our friends, even though they're not children, I, I do feel like <laughs> I want to make this special. And like, I want, we can't just have food. We also need to have like activities or like have decorations, like make it really um, memorable. So I don't know what I'm going to be like as a parent, but (laughs) definitely empathizing with like the parents and grandparents now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did you guys celebrate at home at all? Oh, I went to New York as usual, but this time it was nice because the new year was on a weekend. So I, I was able to have the New Year's Eve dinner with my extended family, which we haven't been able to do that for a while. Mm. Yeah, that's all. Very low-key this year. Mm-hmm. Linda? Mm-hmm. Um, it was also very low-key. I just go home. Like, we don't have extended family in the area, so it's always kind of been um, just cooking and having dumplings with the coins inside. Did you get the coins? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I got one. Um, <laughs> but this year, I brought Russell to celebrate mm. with us. Um, mm. So that was something new. And... Yeah, I think it went pretty well. I'm happy that that he came and was able to participate in the cultural like traditions. Um, he got a coin too, and he said, "I'm so scared of eating, <laughs> eating the dumplings now." Um, but yeah, I think that was the new thing that happened for us this year. Did you feel like you had to do any um, prep? prepare Russell in any way or like tell him things about like what to expect or you kind of just like you're you're coming home and then he just experienced experienced it on his with his fresh own perspective I guess yeah I think I kind of just like threw him into Mm. it um because I feel like I can't represent anything that well so I don't want to give any like preconceived notions Mm. or I guess i I don't know if there's anything you really need to prepare for. You just kind of show up. You don't need to really do anything, but, you know, have food and talk and just hang out. So I didn't think it was very 
involved. Um, but yeah, maybe I should have said more and talked about the culture. I feel like my mom's a good enough cultural ambassador to do <laughs> all of that for us. Mm. And it went well. Ish. What was a uh, oh. vegetarian or vegan <laughs> Chinese New Year food like? Um, so it was dumplings, but I, I think we didn't know what to do with like the binding agent when it comes to like all <laughs> vegetable uh, dumplings. So the filling mm-hmm. was kind of like loose. I think when we made wontons, Ming, the, mm. the oh, yeah, vegan yeah. wontons, it was so hard to wrap them. Um, but we did that and some other vegetable based dishes. My mom was like, oh, he can have sesame oil, right? And all these questions. I'm like, sesame? Sesame is not an animal, so <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> That's nice that she was concerned, though. Like, respecting it's, it. I was so concerned. Very uh-huh. concerned. More concerned than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. Anything else moving on from Lunar New Year? Linda? Yes, this was your recap. Oh, this started out as Linda's recap. Yeah. No, I just went. um, What? You have nothing? This month? January. January. Um, I can't think of anything spectacular that happened. (laughs) Spectacular. I mean... (laughs) Sally, adding cricket sound. Yeah, I don't know. I know. <laughs> I mean, can you take this? Take this uh, from me. I feel like I have a lot to talk about, but mm. um, I think like I've been like trying—not trying, but I've been like saying yes to a lot of things. More so, like I was journaling about like doing because it's the end of the month. Like I was catching up on like how much money I spent, and like I don't know, just recapping on the month in my journal. I was like looking back and it, it felt like I have like lived like two or three months in this one month, like the amount of activity. Mm-hmm. Cause I think in the past, especially during the winter, like last year was kind of just like climbing and working. And instead it feels like this January has been like a lot of different stuff. So like uh, planning for the book club. Now I'm in two book clubs, not just one. Um, I went to a wizards game, which I've never been to. So that was fun. I, I've been going out with uh, my roommates on the weekends and I've got drinks with some like coworker people. Like it's been a very varied month, uh, which is, it keeps it like exciting, but also I think like my body is so tired sometimes (laughs) um, that I don't, I don't think I'll be able to sustain this, but for the new year, it felt like a really good, like jumping head first, you know, into like activity and like meeting new people and I don't know, doing things. Like I went to a networking thing that I would have been terrified to do like literally a year ago. So I'm like proud of myself for doing all of that. But um, also want to make sure that I'm not not like burning myself out too soon, you know. So I don't really have like any specifics to really recap on, but just like in general, I've been like busy and still climbing. But like that's definitely not like my default anymore. I don't think. That's fun. You think having like a new roommate this year definitely like mixed up your schedule? Yeah. I feel like Tony has really shook things up just in like meeting a bunch of new people through her. And Mm -hmm. she's always down. Like she's kind of like Carlos where like you could 
do the side eye and like, do you want to get food or do you want to do this? And like, she's very much like down to do things. So I think that kind of attitude is a like a really good addition to make it easier to also be like, okay, also I will do these things. It reminds me kind of Mm -hmm. like of college, like an undergrad where everyone was kind of down to try things or like you would be up really late and be like, should we go get food or should we do this? And then people are just willing to do that. Or it feels like in post-grad, you're like, you have to wake up for your 9 a.m. like call or, you know, stuff like that. So you're more limited. Mm-hmm. Mm, she has the young energy. She does. <laughs> she has, I mean, she is a year younger, but she has like some type of like young vigor. Vivacious. <laughs> vivacious vigor. <laughs> yeah. But I don't also don't want to feel like I need to keep up with her. So mm-hmm. trying to find that balance, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Good what about you? you? <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> what about you? Um, it's been okay. okay. I started a new lab in a new lab mm. this this month since it's my second rotation. So I'm in a different building and different lab space entirely. And um, it's a very very like opposite vibe from my first lab Uh just to give you some idea like the first lab was in this shared lab space at like in this new building um this new like cancer center that we have on campus Mm -hmm. and like all the stuff there was newish and there was like people around bustling around it was like a not a big lab i would say but it still had like more grad students in it and like more postdocs (laughs) Um, but this lab I'm in currently is all like way smaller. I'm the only grad student and the only other person in lab usually is the senior researcher. Mm. And then the PI comes and goes sometimes. So it's a smaller vibe, but I actually kind of like it right now so far. I the first few weeks I wasn't sure because I didn't really get the chance to start anything. But now that the projects are starting up and like I'm kind of getting used to being in this air space um i i like the smaller lab like the smaller labs is kind of nice too i a little bit more focused when i'm actually doing work and i get to actually mentor a few undergrads and that's something new that i've never done before so it mm. makes me feel like a legit grad student <laughs> now that i have like underlings working for me so how young are they like they early undergrad they're both seniors, so they're oh, like oh. not that far off my age. But yeah, there are still undergrads. <laughs> like one of them has never done cell culture, so I get to show her how to do cell culture. So it's kind of exciting to be teaching people. And I forgot how much I missed that when mm. I did a lot of teaching in undergrad. So like this is kind of nice that I get to do it again. Um, yeah. So I think it turned out well. I had low expectations coming into this lab, but I think they're actually like meeting exceeding my expectations so far mm. um and yeah like classes are all different too this semester so everything is kind of changing yeah mm. i guess that's the thing about semesters you get a new like schedule every mm-hmm. every few months or so and it's cool how you have under like undergrads now because i remember yeah. the grad students that i had in college and like thinking that you are them is so um like <laughs> it feels very boggling mm. Mm. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird being the one teaching these undergrads because one of them has been in the lab for longer than I have. So she knows how to she knows where things are in the lab and she know how she knows how things run in the lab better than I do, but I still kind of lead her in the project. So sometimes I'm like I'm not sure if I'm qualified for this, but like in other ways I'm like, yeah, I should be the one leading it. So mm. it's mm. interesting. Yeah, I like what I'm doing. Reignited your. Mm -hmm. You said that you forgot how much you like teaching. You think this will reignite your your passion? Would you switch from? I don't know. You were talking about a feature in like Mm -hmm. not in academia. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't say that. (laughs) I want to make money. Uh, uh Money over my passion. (laughs) No need to mold young brains when you're making no money. Need, no need. Money can mold their brains. <laughs> okay. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other than that, nothing really. Nothing else is going on in my life. I'm still doing the same hobbies, like mm. pottery. I climb like once a week or once every two weeks now. Mm-hmm. That's nice. New. That you have, like, I think that what was really appealing about, um, like, the prospect of grad school when we were seniors, and I was, like, thinking about that, was, Mm -hmm. like, it seems like when you're in grad school, you're, like, still on, like, the either quarterly or, like, semester, like, system. So you're getting Mm -hmm. a fresh, you know, fresh batch of classes and people that you're seeing, whereas when you're working, like, a nine to five, you might not be getting that you know you're not yeah. on a on a schedule of like when you'll get a new like batch of people <laughs> that you're meeting and so it's like more on you to like go out and meet people mm-hmm. so. yeah I mean it's true for now but it's really only gonna last for the first year during oh. my rotations and then oh. once I pick a lab it's gonna be more like a job where I see the same mm-hmm. people every year every every day for the next few years how stressed are you about picking a lab like is this something that's weighing on your mind or is it more just like you trust that you'll like figure it out i guess more like i trust i'll figure it out okay i think like i'll know once i know like once i have all my options laid out for me then Mm -hmm. i think the choice won't be that hard to pick i feel like the closest thing that I have to relate to that is like when we were thinking of like RP or something mm-hmm. yes, in in high school and we had to like, I don't know, I was already thinking about it like junior year because I was stressed about like what program to apply to and all mm. that because that would shape like your senior year basically. Yeah. But the thing about this is you have kind of a trial run in each lab. So it gives mm. you more information about what it's going to be like um, mm. once you pick the lab. Which I can't imagine people who just go in blind to straight into a PhD program without having actually done work in the lab. Because how do you know if you like it or not? I mean, it works out for most people. So, Oh, so this rotation Mm, thing is not the norm? Uh, Depends on the program. But I think the majority of PhD programs are just you pick your PI beforehand or when Mm. you apply and then you just stick with them. Once you get in, mm. Mm. Yeah. getting stuck with a lab. William's doing. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Mm. Like maybe it kind of feels like the arranged marriage that works out because you're both like <laughs> stuck there. 
So you might as well try your best to make it work. Because um, mm. there's always going to be something better. But if you know that you can't stay, then I guess both people will try to make the best of it. Maybe that's why yeah. it works out, but maybe they're just like suffering for years and years. <laughs> Wait, okay. Is yeah. this a horrible, a horrible comparison? But it's like, sorry, I, I got hung up on the arranged marriage thing. Is is going on a blind date like micro dosing an arranged marriage? Huh? Can you explain? Or, that's, or is that too much of a stretch? <laughs> um, that's too much of a stretch because blind dates, there's no commitment. But like arranged marriage, you're going straight from nothing to commitment. That's true. That's true. So, I don't know. <laughs> okay, too much of a stretch. I don't know if I would say I, it was that. because <laughs> when, Lina, when Lina was talking about like an arranged marriage for a brief moment, I was like, I could do that. Could you do I, that? I don't know. I mean, it works out. <laughs> You're right, yeah. It, yeah. And it does seem kind of appealing, right? Of like mm. But you could only do it. I feel like you would only do it if it's someone you trust to arrange it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what if someone had just arranged you with the short king? <laughs> well then it would work out because you guys are both <laughs> committed to <laughs> You threw down the one thing. <laughs> Which is when did height become so important to me? It didn't used to be that important to me, I didn't think. But I think yeah. you just exist in a society where you and short kings are like gravitating towards each other. I'm it can't not be how it's trying to fight the gravitation. <laughs> the I'm magnetism. Towards the animal magnetism. Stop. <laughs> no, it's just like it's like in school when you were like the only Asian girl, and so they would like pair you with the only Asian boy, and you're like they would be like, date, okay? That's kind of how it feels with, like, anytime we're out and we see a short guy, it's mm. like, Ming, here's a short king. I feel like that was what it was like for me in school. Like, the short people were always paired with me because I was also mm. short. But look how mm. the table turns now, Ming. It's what is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? I have a theory, psychologically, is that the short kings go for you guys. And then the tall people think that you guys go for short kings too. So they're not going to approach because there's a phenomenon that short and short go together. Would be together. I yeah. mean, also, if you're short and like the guy you date is tall, then you'll just be grinding on his knees. So, oh, okay. And then talk about grinding. Okay, so we're really getting into this topic, I guess. <laughs> Thanks for the recap, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> what recap? This is still like, my recap. Exactly. exactly. This is part of my recap. <laughs> um, I guess for context is that like I, I mentioned that I've been going out a little bit on weekends now with the roommates, and every time it seems like I come back with a little bit of a not a story because not not enough happens to be a story, but like an anecdote or a short blurb about how a short king approached me or. Yeah, something something like that, or just even not even going out, but like short kings in the gym and things like that. <laughs> it does seem to be some type of like gravity, like some type of pull. And I don't know if that's because we're just like spotting them more easily now, because like short kings are on the mind. But oh. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um. Would you define a short king as being shorter than Linda? Yes. Well, I feel like Linda's height is still short king for a guy. Linda, how tall are you? 
for the five five the listeners. You're five five. Yes. Yeah. I guess that is short for yeah the typical. Man. I need them to be like a head taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> a full head. Around a head. Okay. How tall are <laughs> Just because like, they're short doesn't mean that they're kings, though. They could just that's, be. I mean, yeah, oh, that's yeah, yeah. true. Yes. Well, then if I'm you're not short meeting... and not a king, then you you have nothing. <laughs> okay, that, that's what I'm meeting then. A lot of nothings, okay? Because oh, I don't no. think they have the king energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, This past weekend, Sally... I was out mm-hmm. and I was approached by like two or three short kings. Maybe they not kings. They were swarming you? They were not swarming. <laughs> <laughs> it was so a three swarm. Uh, two or... Th- no. Okay. There were three. There were three men who approached me. Two of them were definitely short kings. One of them was like my height. He was short. Oh my definitely God. Short. I think the other one was like Linda's height. And then the final, the final boss was like this white man who kept talking about the news and <laughs> i don't remember if he was that short but he didn't seem tall either you know like in my mind you're either like a short king or you're like russell's height mm-hmm. like it's hard to, to to picture the in between i guess but yeah i was approached and they were all very flattering they were very kind but I, well sometimes I don't it's know. just nice to have your ego boosted even if it's not from a cute guy yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was yeah. a nice little ego boost, you know. Yeah. Uh, especially after going out with like Tony and Amy, I feel like mm-hmm. by default sometimes they're approached more easier. I don't know if it's something about like the way I look or something like I I don't know my vibe or whatever. But um, it was it was a different experience last weekend to be like, oh, mm-hmm. they're talking to me. Um, but I was still wasn't a huge. I wasn't attracted to any of them, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I hate to report back, but <laughs> there was nothing there. It's okay. It's still early in the year. You have a uh, whole other year. <laughs> so much short, short case. It's only no. Q1. <laughs> Quarter one. <laughs> Is this like well, the end year goal? Um, yes. You have to report back for your annual, what's it called? Your review. S- annual performance review. <laughs> <laughs> and the metrics would be like 12 short kings yeah <laughs> well, no, what's the KPI Average what's the KPI on this <laughs> <laughs> okay, did we always care about height I don't think so I think just because of the term short king I'm more like cognizant of height now I feel like I, I don't care about height unless they're short but, but what but like, the term short king has been around yeah <sighs> Yeah, the term short king has been around, but I think as a group, our group or the three of us have been using it a lot more. Um, Because we never called like, Lino, we never called your ex a short king or anything. We never even called them short. short. M? Uh. (laughs) I don't think they were that short. They were like around Lino's height. Okay, I guess I'm not that short. I was remoter than shorter. <laughs> They're at least taller than you, Ming. <laughs> the, the bar is low if we're comparing them to you and me. Okay, Sally. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I feel like the term came around more often now. Or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like if they're average height, then I don't think much of it. But yeah. if they're like obviously way shorter or way taller than average, then you just can't help but notice it. Yeah. And is that, if there's a trend, 
coming to you, then you're but more you aware would, of it. You would think if the if if what I want is the average height, then it should be easy to find that because that's the average height. So by mathematically, wouldn't there be more people of the average height? Maybe you should want like the tall kings and then you'll get the average height people. Okay, so like wish on a star for some tall kings and then the, sh- the average people will come my way. Is this how this works? You gotta always wish higher than what you're gonna expect to get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aim high and then you'll Aim like, high. You'll score tall. low. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I want a. I would like to date someone who whose height I don't even think about. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ideally, I feel like the term short king has like proliferated along with the other terms recently. Like, what's the other term? I know, I know, BDE was like a while ago, but it has the same oh. like connotation mm. of like describing a vague genre of person and Wait, like the risk has, thing. On has risk replaced BDE now? Because I haven't heard like, much I, about BDE. I don't think they're the same thing. Right? Similar. You think they're different? What's your definitions? Okay, Riz Linda. is like having game, right? Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, oh, and like BDE. Yeah, it's just- <laughs> okay, <laughs> we get it. Thank you, Sally. <laughs> okay, what is BDE then? I thought it was just like being commanding. Yeah. There's probably overlap. I would feel like in the Venn diagram of like. Yeah. There's a BDE and yeah and Riz, it's like almost a circle, basically. And like the short king is in there too. For Okay, so for those we use the short by definition, short king is like emphasis on king, right? They like have a a king attitude. Yeah, but I feel like, like it's like not derogatory. Been, yes, but we've been using a derogatory. <laughs> we've been <laughs> emphasizing <laughs> the short part, not the king part. Okay, you've been using a derogatory. I've been like advocating. What? How are you seeing that many short actual kings then? Everyone in the gym does not have a king attitude, Linda. Um, I'll give them there are kings until proven otherwise. Maybe they're hidden kings, yeah. (laughs) You haven't uncovered their king persona. (laughs) (laughs) Because you don't give the short kings a chance. Well, it sounds more derogatory, I think. That's I use the term short king because it sounds worse to just call them short. Like, oh, I got approached by three short men at the at the bar the other night. I'd rather say there were three short kings at the bar the other night. <laughs> <laughs> that gives them a little bit more, you know, <laughs> Okay, Sally, you think Riz and um, BDE are the same? Yeah, I mean, like, there's nuances, but people use it in the same way. Yeah. I think you're right, Linda. All these terms came about or were, like, more easily spread because of TikTok, it feels like. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a trend. All in the comments, it seems like. Yeah, I guess these something might has to have happened for these terms to come about. Like the phenomenon was always there, but like before we had the chance to describe it, is it something that we looked for or even like recognized? I think, I think I've always been attracted to someone with risk. Riz. I can't even say it <laughs> straight. <laughs> I've been attracted to people who are very charismatic and like extroverted and like, you know, like when I think back to the people I had crushes on, a lot of them had like charisma and like friends for no reason. Like maybe like reason. Well, okay, obviously for a reason, but like maybe they weren't the most attractive 
like physically, but they had like a presence about them. And I guess nowadays you would call that Riz, mm. right? Like when I think about like, like Jesse, I feel like he had a lot of something, a presence. I guess that's that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to do with attractiveness. It has to do with their like aura. <laughs> the energy they give off. <laughs> energy. Kind of. Do you think that if you have less riz, you're more attracted to people who have it? Because that's my I feel like I'm thought. attracted to people with similar Liz level. Riz. Liz level. level. As you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. There's like a Riz caste system. Oh my god. It's like weird to to date outside of your Riz caste. <laughs> Sally. <laughs> I feel like Sally has Riz though. So what? Yeah. What Riz? Occasionally. Like aggro Riz. Aggro Riz. Oh, okay. I think you have Riz when you go aggro out. Riz too. No, mm. we don't. I'm not aggro. Sally like, and aggro. You're, one. you're punching and kicking. <laughs> <laughs> Violence? No. <laughs> I was gonna say though, um, Linda, when Sally said that there's a risk cast system, <laughs> that reminded me of when we've talked previously about like dating people who are like super more extroverted than you or like more introverted than you. Not that Riz and like introversion, like introversion, extroversion are the same thing, but I think it's like similar. Like mm-hmm. I, I always have crushes on people with a lot of charisma and who are extroverted. But would I actually want to date them? They're for Probably the community. Not. <laughs> well, that's another term for the community. I don't know where that came from. Does that but come from us, or is that a real term? I think I'm it's a real, sure that's term. A real term. I think it's a, oh. a nicer way to say like ran through. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, it could be even the same thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because if you're it's for like, the community, you're not necessarily ran through. You're just. Right. Like front facing customer. <laughs> yeah. I picture for the community as someone who has a lot of riz. But that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean they're ran through. <laughs> okay, the term ran through might be more problematic than. Yeah. yeah it's like derogatory. <laughs> Parentheses derogatory is after ran through. That's implied. But you know what I mean? Of like, would you actually want to date someone who is in a different, I'm not going to say cast, Sally, but in a different. Like energy level than you are. Riz like, level. Yeah. Mm, no, I feel like because then you'll always be comparing yourself to them. Yeah. Or like say yeah. it's about fr- like number of friends. If you have low riz and they have high riz, <laughs> and like you end up like your friends end up being just like their friends, then it's an unequal in terms of like kind of like the power in the relationship is unequal. Or it's like even right? I'm thinking even like logistically. Like, say mm-hmm. that they have so many friends and they have so much riz that they're always doing things. They want to do things. Mm-hmm. They're being invited to things. Like, even if you wanted to go, like, I imagine I would be exhausted, like, mm-hmm. having to go to that many things. Or, like, I would feel like I'm performing in front of their friends or something like that. I imagine. Yeah. That makes sense. Do either of you experience that now? Or you feel like you're pretty on par with your partners? I think, like, given, like, plus minus a little bit, like, we're, <laughs> what is that? like, a little bit give and take, but, like, we're similar 
introversion, extroversion level, Mm -hmm. um, me and Kevin. I think like we're both able to socialize with people, but we also prefer some time alone. Like Kevin's, I think a little bit more extroverted than me, but he's like a shy extrovert or so he says where like he doesn't, (laughs) if it's like people he doesn't know, he'll be shy around them. But Mm -hmm. if it's people he already knows or is close with, he will like to hang out with them for extended amounts of time. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas I'm like... I guess I hang out with, yeah, I'm kind of the same way, I guess, where I can hang out with people that I already know well for, um, like, longer periods of time. Yeah. Whereas, like, people I don't know well, I'm, like, kind of hesitant to put myself in a situation like that. Mm. Mm. So, compatible energy, incompatible risness, risiness, yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. What, are you, what about you, Linda? Um, I feel like... Okay, well, he's definitely way more extroverted than me. Like, we see him, mm-hmm. like, talking to, like, 20 people in the gym every day. And <laughs> I feel like, yeah, the oats. I'm content to let him be with his oats. And I will <laughs> do what feels right for me. It is like, mm-hmm. you feel like you need to keep up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's not worth it to, like, force yourself to to be way more extroverted um Mm -hmm. because like you have what what your preferences are and it's nice to see someone like so different from you and be able to get along with so many people and it is like you get opportunities to be outside of your comfort zone but it isn't Mm -hmm. um like a pressure to to do so yeah Mm -hmm. I would say, though, it is good to be, like, I think, I mean, I don't know if you still consider yourself, like, in a similar level, but for me, like, in my previous relationship, I felt like I was more extroverted, which is, like, saying a lot because I'm not extroverted at all, but I was, like, more, wanted to be more social, but Mm. then I felt bad when my partner, like, Mm. didn't have anything to do while I was out there being social, so then I would kind of cut down on that. Out of like to spend more time with my partner, but it's nice now that I don't have to worry about that Mm, because we're on a similar level. You definitely had more riz than he did, Sally. (laughs) By far, (laughs) I'll take that. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of get what you mean though, because I remember when I was um, dating my ex. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like we had a few conversations about that just to figure out. Like, I feel like we were ultimately on the same level, but in different scenarios, it felt like way off. Like when he was doing his like president thing, mm-hmm. I'd be like, wow, like this man is for the community. He's out there, you know? Yeah. And that's <laughs> that was part of his job as president of the club. But like when I was in with you guys or in Technica or whatever, like I would be the one that would be like more social. I feel like it was just acknowledging that there might be different scenarios where you're like mm-hmm. uneven. But ultimately, it's nice when you can come back and be like, okay, yeah, like I'm tired at the same time they are or whatever. Yeah. Go out at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. That's not something that you like think about initially, like when you're like looking for people, like speaking as someone who is, I'm not looking for people, but I am like single and open to dating. It's like, you don't see that on dating apps or it doesn't come through. You know, there's no Mm -hmm. like energy level. I wish there was. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, not that I would like automatically filter by that, but it would be nice to know. Um, 
which I guess you would pick up when you like maybe even something as simple as like extrovert or introverted that'd be Mm. a nice kind of way to filter out people who are way outside of your range like maybe if it yeah a spectrum almost or good to know like ahead of time or something like that yeah yeah because this is kind of related but I was like watching a TikTok about this um, person who's like talking about dating advice or whatever and she was you know when they speak to the camera and they like break the fourth wall and they're like um she was saying how like the date was good because you're a great conversationalist not because they're great like you had fun because you're a fun person like that sort of (laughs) I guess Mm. I guess it was like motivation but it kind of stuck with me because like I get even outside of romantic scenario I get nervous thinking about like getting drinks with my coworkers or like Mm -hmm. you know doing that networking thing like what if I'm the one that's like like not bringing something to the table or like mm-hmm. have being good at com- conversing. Yeah. And then I get stressed about that. But then I realize like I am, I, I, I can handle that kind of situation. Like we have a podcast. I think we're all, all three of us are pretty good at at least faking it for a little bit if needed. <laughs> mm. faking I feel like the, though, recently yeah. I've been feeling like um, talking to people who I'm like just acquaintances with or casual friends. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, pull my personality out hmm. like i just feel so bland when i talk to them <laughs> like i'm just like talking about the weather or some dumb shit like that and like, oh. i have i bring nothing i feel like i bring nothing to the table whereas uh-huh. like when i'm talking to you guys i don't know it's just more natural so yeah. i don't know how to get over that hump um i was asking one of the girl women my age at the networking thing like how do you do this and mm-hmm. she like held up her like glass of like her cocktail and she's like, alcohol helps. And <laughs> not that I'm true. promoting that at all. <laughs> like, but like, you know, yeah. I think having that mentality of like you're going into being social and like, mm-hmm. I think that helps a little bit. I think. Linda, have you done anything um, like socially out of, your com- out of your comfort zone recently? A little bit. I went to the GBM. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. GBM? With- um, the creative club meeting. Uh, I just call it a GVM because it's like they meet. It's, it's like their weekly. It's very college. <laughs> yeah. College it's like their weekly meeting. And I mm-hmm. did feel bland, Sally. I also felt like I was giving them nothing. Um, mm-hmm. But we were also doing an activity, which made it a little bit easier. And I think it's natural to not expect a high level of connection with someone you literally just met. So mm-hmm. I think it's okay if we're going to be to be bland because i feel like being bland is better than being like off-putting yeah anyway like before you really at least you're putting your audience Mm -hmm. yeah and like small talk is good like people who say i just want to get deep with you right away they're not is not natural to be doing that either so Mm -hmm. i guess the bland the blandness will be okay (laughs) okay it's like error blandness (laughs) yeah Sally nice arrows of blandness. No. <laughs> That's kind of a good point though, Linda. Like it is natural to have that initial like awkwardness or mm-hmm. you don't know everything about this person. Cause I feel like with um not to sound like a boomer or something like that, but with like social media, especially TikTok now, it's like easy to find your niche or like people you'll relate to or like form parasocial relationships with like really quickly because you'll like learn everything you need to know about them. But like that's not natural as humans, I guess, to go into an in-person situation, like immediately feel like your best friends or 
have some sort of intimate like knowledge of each other I guess mm-hmm. everyone used to be a stranger once like we used to be strangers once I can't I don't even remember what we were like when we first started talking the three of us yeah I remember Ming you would just like ask me for notes or something in the class <laughs> or it would just be about class yeah oh, me, in, or in rugby <laughs> yeah rugby yeah well i felt that way when i was thinking about my roommates and how that situation has changed um Mm -hmm. and it kind of changed more abruptly than i was expecting but when i first moved in and like we had um the two girls that like we didn't know um i was kind of like when will we become friends you know like i want to live in a house where we're all friends Mm-hmm. But like I had to remind myself that it took like how many years for us to become friends and I don't want to be best friends with them or I didn't want to be best friends with them. But like uh, I think that took off some of the pressure of like it takes a it does take a while to form those yeah. like intimate connections, even if it doesn't seem that way. Yeah, that's true. I think like with my roommates now, too, I'm feeling a little bit more closer after living here for like half a year now. Mm-hmm. So it is it does take time. It's just jarring that like we you know that they won't be here forever and like what the time you're investing now <sighs> might not lead to anything. Yeah. In the long run. I've been a topic with my therapist actually, where I've been like, because we've gotten so close as roommates and now as mm-hmm. friends, I've was like worried that you know, because I spent so much of the summer like doing things on my own or like going to cafes on my own or like maybe yeah. walking going on walks with Linda, but like it was a lo- it was a single solo girl summer I think of that. and um i was telling her i was worried that i would become too dependent on like having friends constantly around me mm-hmm. um and so we talked through that but like one of the things that she said it was kind of really cheesy but i have it written down because i thought it was so sweet it's like one of the ways of taking care of yourself is like yeah you can be on your own you can take care of yourself in that way but you can also take care of yourself by like forming those relationships and like building yourself a community and I don't know why, but that made me like very like squishy because uh, even if these people don't last, like you're still taking the steps to like provide yourself that community that, you know, it is hard to make sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Like nothing is promised, I guess, in mm-hmm. relationships. So if you hold yourself back now, like what are the people you invest in for the long term don't end up working out like that can mm-hmm. happen too. That's true. I guess probability-wise, it's better to just sow all your seeds and hope that some of them will grow. We should be more like Russell. <laughs> Sowing our oats. <laughs> I mean, I said I was an, I was an oat once. <laughs> That's so true. You were once an oat, and now you was, have grown. my oat. Oh. He was my oat once. Before. Your oat? <laughs> your oat that made planted? Hey, yeah, the yeah. Main, main plant. <laughs> ultimate farmer. Something <laughs> fertilized it. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> but I think that gets back to like the mentality I was talking about, like in my recap of trying to say yes to more things. Cause I like, I'm trying to have that attitude of like, I never know. I never know which oat is going to like turn out and to be like a bountiful harvest <laughs> if we're continuing the, um, the analogy. But like, I'm meeting a lot of people, like I said, through Tony and then like, not that I'm putting expectations on it, but every time I'm kind of like, oh yeah, I should go to the Wizards game with this other friend because who knows, we might have a lot in common. And we ended up 
having a lot in common. And now we're like going to be in a book club together. And now we formed a book club with you guys. And it's like, that was from one oat, an oat named Tony. (laughs) Her oat (laughs) became my oat. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we can continue this analogy. But yeah. Sally, have you met anyone in school? I know you're close with your cohort, but do you feel like you're like actively sowing oats? I don't know. I've I've kind of stopped. I've like put a pause in oat sewing for now. <laughs> I think the first semester I was like very active with that or a little bit more active, at least with that, with like meeting all the new people in my class for the first time. But now that we know each other, I, would, I don't know if I would say I'm like really close with them. I think it's harder for me because I'm not like a lot of the girls are single and I guess they do their single girl hangouts <laughs> but i'm always busy like the past two times they asked me to hang out with them i was busy doing something and then i think they stopped asking me because Aww. of that because i always turn them down mm. uh, which like i understand but i don't know it feels different and i'm also like like i could use some new friends but i feel like i have no time to even ma- mm. maintain the friendships i have now so i'm like i could go with or without new friends yeah at this yeah. stage in life, mm. so I'm okay with not sewing oats. But I think with my roommates, the oats have been growing pretty well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> You've gotten closer. You talked about a uh, um, what was it? A margarita machine? Yeah, we did a. Was yeah, that the so fertilizer? We found a margarita. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we found a margarita machine in our apartment from a past resident, and then we did a margarita and tacos night recently. Mm. That was fun. So hopefully we'll do like more stuff like that. When the year before we did a pho night, we all got oh. pho together. So I think we're gonna try to like do more roommate bonding stuff. Mm. That's been good, and just like chatting in the hall in the apartment, just like randomly. It's been nice. So that has been enough to fulfill me on that end. Yeah, so far. Linda, I was gonna ask yeah. you because you were over at my place last night. And mm-hmm. I realized our entire house is there, like, which is rare enough yeah. nowadays for our house. But you were also there. And I was wondering if you like. Um, I know you've said like you you don't because you live alone, so you don't have that roommate dynamic. But like while you were sitting there, did you miss it at all? Or were you like. I, I don't know, we're all friends, so it wasn't like complete just roommate interaction, but. Um, I guess what I'm asking is how you feel about that. <laughs> Yeah, so Sally, uh, last night, Ming and I went to Kramer's, and then I went back to Ming's house. And like when we got there, it was just Amy, I think. And then mm-hmm. Ming and I were cooking the noodles, and then everyone came back, like Tony and Carlos, and then um, Seb also came down. So, And then we were all like, kind of gathered and talking on the table. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that was weird. I thought that was like a normal um, occasion, mm-hmm. but it felt nice to like talk about have someone to talk about as soon as you get home um to ask like how the day was and then like tony and carlos went to the skate park so you get to hear about that um and i think you get the like instant interaction that is hard to get nowadays because we're just giving each other recaps of our lives we're Mm -hmm. not like living our lives Mm -hmm. together like experientially um so i think that was cool um but i guess when it comes to things like that like you don't want to be alone up in your room when you don't want to socialize so i yeah. guess sometimes there could be 
like you just end up hanging out even if Mm -hmm. you might you know want have other things to do or just want alone time so i guess it's hard to predict if i would like that long term or not because having in a small doses is really nice but maybe if it was every day um it would feel different so you're yeah, saying you don't miss living with roommates <laughs> <laughs> i think I, I miss it sometimes i miss it when i'm over at ming's house because they have mm-hmm. a good dynamic mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I will say it's like the the balancing has been harder lately because like I said, like we're we're hanging out a lot now and my body cannot keep up. I'm just like so tired sometimes that I have to like tear myself away even if we're having like a great conversation. And that's when I like I feel old, but <laughs> yeah. I I feel like as long as you have the balance where you feel like you're able to make the choice without being excluded. Mm. Um, that's something i've been working on i guess on my own of like oh, not feeling like time too. to mm. yeah takes time to what time? time oh i guess that also takes time to like be secure in your relationship right. with them so that you know that if you're taking tearing yourself away it like nothing's gonna happen Kinda right like, you have that assurance that's Which, the hardest it sounds silly but it's like it takes a while to be comfortable to, enough to do that with someone that's the hardest part about, yeah, making new friends is like mm-hmm. being secure, finding that security in the relationship that you guys know each other well enough or like they'll they'll be waiting for you if you like need to go do things or yeah. spend time with other people. Um, Not to reference Phyllis again, but she had like <laughs> she had another um way of thinking of this is like there's like every child when they grow up. You know, the the image of your parent watching you like while you're playing outside and they're like watching you from the window kind of thing. Did that yes. ever happen for you guys? Sure. Like, you, okay. okay, so the, the idea is like the, the kid is like playing outside, but they feel safe enough to like go outside and play and take risks and like maybe run around because they know that there's a parent kind of like they're not alone. There's a parent in the house like that will be there if they need help or you know, watching over them kind of thing. And so as the kid gets older, they feel safer to like go further and further away, but they know they can always like come back to the parent. So like, I guess that's like a framework of like thinking about childhood development or whatever. I'm like butchering this, but she was saying that like that happens personally with every relationship you have in your life. Like every Mm -hmm. relationship you have, you're the parent or you're the kid. And like, you have to feel secure in your relationship with them to like go out and like do your own thing explore like hang out with other people knowing that you can come back to them and they'll still be like waiting for you yeah i think that's like i've seen that really happen to me in terms of like the longer distance friendships that i have where i can't see them every week like i see you guys Mm -hmm. um like i know that even after a month or two if we see each other again they'll still be there for me and it'll kind of be the same relationship that we can just pick up for them that but that's something like it definitely takes took time to build up to Right. And you still you need that like initial like high frequency meeting right. to even get to that mm. point. So yeah. It's interesting. Linda, are you seeing sewing your oats anywhere recently? <laughs> I feel like I'm the same as you, Sally. I have like too many other things on my mind to be mm-hmm. sewing oats, but I think I will go to the GVM this week. Um and I should do that because it's a good way to meet people. You know, it's regular. You get to do an activity and it's like the proximity 
and like regular contact that forms friendships. And I realized this, like, you need to think so much about this when you're not seeing people every day. Um, yeah, I think the oats is a good analogy because you know how in public speaking, you're less nervous if you pretend your, your whole audience is like cabbages or like potatoes or <laughs> like something <laughs> not human oh. so, <laughs> to make you feel like better about speaking or like fumbling and things like that. Like if I imagine every potential, like, like, a, like as an oat in the pipeline, it <laughs> kind of makes me feel better that they can, they can grow. But at the end, you still have so many oats in the field. <laughs> okay, that, that, that took a minute, but I think, yeah, I think um, it made more sense towards the end. Towards the end. Where it's like, it's kind of like the every person you meet is an, a potential oat that could grow. But because there's so many yes. potential oats or like the more oats you have, the less pressure you put on like each one. Mm. Yes. Is that what you're trying to say? Ah, yes, me. Exactly. Now. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. I don't ever want to like compromise quality over quantity, or, but having more oats think, is never a bad thing. Yeah. At the initial stage, you can put less pressure on it. And then once you have some to focus on, you can nurture the, sp- the special ones. <laughs> <laughs> the special ones. <laughs> I mean, also, part of that is like, seeing the ones that aren't really growing that well and like being okay with like letting them not die but like let them be stunted (laughs) (laughs) i think i've come to accept that too of like not every oat will be worthwhile of like tending to like every relationship Mm -hmm. like sometimes it's okay to like let it go a little bit like there were a few birthdays recently that like like maybe a a year ago i would have made the effort or like really tried to Say happy birthday or something like that, but now it's kind of like we've gone our separate ways, and I've let that oak go back. Mm-hmm. You no, know, let it fly away. <laughs> let it fly away. Okay, let's take it too far. <laughs> I don't know how we got from Riz to Oats, but somehow it seems like we always come back to like relationships, making friends, you know, all that. I guess as young women in their mid twenties now, oh. that's what's in our. Oh. That's what's the top of our minds. The mid twenties. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not so, there yeah, actually, someone has a birthday coming up. You so. will, you will be there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for that recap. Sally, mid twenties. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. If you like this episode, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram at movingalongpod and check out our Medium blog for all of our bonus contents. You can follow us there at movingalong.medium.com. Until next time. Bye. Bye.